Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gathard here. Welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the World, the premier podcast where we talk about Jersey food and Jersey culture and Jersey nostalgia and Jersey stories and Jersey complaints and Jersey ponderings and you get it. You get it. You get what we do around here. We like New Jersey. We think it is a funny place to talk about. So we talk about it. A lot. It's a real good time. Hey, I want to give everybody a heads up. We're going to do our best to stay on our regular production schedule. We're always skating by, right right by the skin of our teeth around here. Um, and I'm going to be in Edinburgh, Scotland, performing at the Fringe Festival all month, actually. We've later today, Monday, August 1st. So, we'll do our best. And we plan on recording a lot while I'm out there. And the first two weeks I'm going to be out there without my family, so I should have some free time. And I think we'll be able to stay on it. Please accept my apologies if we don't. Okay. Uh, today's episode, very, very psyched to talk to our guest. This is just straight up another person who loves Jersey. Probably one of the only people I've met who probably loves Jersey more than I do and is way more thoughtful about it than I am and has put actual effort and logistics and time and planning into the expression of her love. Uh, her name's Kerry Sullivan. She just put out a book called Jersey Fan Club, and it's awesome. It has essays and interviews and cartoons and illustrations, and it, it aims to explore and celebrate and appreciate Jersey from so many different angles. And it's a really thoughtful book, and I like it. And I have a copy. And guess what? I also have an essay in there about why I chose to move home to Jersey to raise my son. This is not a plug for me. I don't get any money if you buy the copy of the book. But I think you should because I think if you're listening to this, I think you will like Carrie's book. And I think you'll like this conversation. We talk so much about uh, why do this. Why dedicate so much to this. This uh, celebration, this love of this state. And then there's also... 8 million tangents. Enjoy it, everybody. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. I uh, I have to say, we've done a bunch of interviews spread throughout the course of this project, and rarely have we had one that is as big a no-brainer as this. Um, I first came to know Carrie Sullivan through the Jersey Collective Instagram which is something I'm sure we'll speak of. But more importantly right now, more pressingly right now, I might say, as the curator, some might say author, of a book that if you're listening to this podcast, there has never been a more one-to-one translation of if you should just go ahead and buy a book. Like if you if you listen to this, there is no way you you are you will be unhappy with the purchase of your new book. New Jersey Fan Club. Carrie Sullivan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, please. We're lucky to have you. And it, it truly is, I would say, because um, spoiler alert, first of all, we got we got some sirens on the streets of your town right now. I'm sure they'll pass in a second. Yeah. Just for everybody We're aware of them. We're aware of them. There's also lawn mowing happening on, on my block, so we'll have noises of all sorts. Um New Jersey Fan Club is, I would say, in many ways, it's published by Rutgers University Press. It's a collection of essays, cartoons, photographs, 
I have an essay in it. Thank you for including me. So just so everybody knows, uh, I'm not getting paid or, uh, to plug this. It's just straight up a good book. I would say in many ways, while what we do around here at this podcast is like a slapdash thrown together, giggle at our own jokes, loving embrace of New Jersey, I would say this is in some ways like a more grown up, cultured, well thought out <laughs> celebration of Jersey with many different people's opinions and life experiences and angles put into it. So kudos to you on publishing it. Thank you. That's a, yeah, that's a good description. <laughs> yeah. It's like if we, I feel like if we put some effort and some thought and, had, <laughs> and took some responsibility for stuff around here, um, why don't you tell us, why don't you just break down uh, some of the things people are going to find in the book? Like I know my contribution is an essay. Uh, focusing on why I chose to move back to New Jersey to raise my son. So that's what you get from your old boy, Gethard. What's, what's some of the other stuff in there that jumps out that people might be enticed to go ahead and pick up the book? Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of personal essays and a, uh, yours isn't the only one that kind of focuses on like coming and going. There's a couple like that. Um, there's also, you mentioned the cartoons and the comics. There's a bunch of like nonfiction, short little mini comics in here from different people with different New Jersey stories. Um, there's a bunch of like history stuff too. Um, some photos spreads. Some there's a cool like drone photo spread of a bunch of pictures of different places in New Jersey taken with drones. But yeah, it's uh, I tried to kind of run the gamut with the type of work that was in there and the contributors and the places in New Jersey that they were from. So I really tried to cover a lot of ground. What, um, it's funny because I, I came up with the idea for this podcast. So asking you this question almost feels silly, but in a way it actually makes it more fascinating to me because I don't know the answer. Why? Why did you choose <laughs> this? Why, why do people like you and I want to celebrate New Jersey, which is an uphill battle Yeah, and not always an easy thing to explain? Yeah, it's not. Um, well, you mentioned Jersey Collective earlier. So one of the things I do is run this Instagram account that I've been doing since 2014. So it's been going for a good long time now. And it works as weekly takeovers. So different people take over the account every week and share, you know, their slice of New Jersey or whatever they want to post. So we get to see what New Jersey looks like through the lens of a bunch of different people. And it's not just one person's perspective. And um, yeah, obviously New Jersey is something I spend a lot of time thinking about and I meet a lot of people through that project and through other things that I do. And I just felt like there was room for a book that would kind of function in a similar way as the Instagram account. So it's an anthology. So it brings in the voices and, and work from a lot of different people. I think it wouldn't be as interesting to read a book that was just all of my stuff. I was more interested to hear what other people had to bring to the table. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just been something I've always been interested in. I was a big, like weird New Jersey fan <laughs> as a you know kid and a teenager. And, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, a central preoccupation. <laughs> you do have an interview with, um, weird New Jersey, with Mark, uh, yes, yep. Mark in the anthology as well. So for the, I think there's probably, I mean, I myself, also, I, I think my DNA was a little bit rewired when I discovered Weird New Jersey. And then years later, went on to work for them. And that just totally changed the course of my life. So I'm, I'm not shocked to hear that that's also kind of uh, part of the, the story of what got you here. And I think, again, any of our listeners, like there are definitely people, if you listen to us, if you're still buying your Weird New Jerseys, 
if you still, you know, you'd like to go hit up the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market, <laughs> like this is the book. It's just the book that you need to have on your coffee table. Are there things that came on when you're editing an anthology and you're clearly someone who loves New Jersey as much as you do? You've been running the Instagram account where it's a new person takes it over. That's largely photography based, right? Instagram as a platform lends itself to that. There's captions as well, but it's a lot about the visuals. Yeah, for sure. When you're editing New Jersey Fan Club and the pieces start to roll in, are there any pieces that jump out at you as far as having surprised you in the sense of like, oh, that's a that's a perspective that's a perspective about the state that's totally valid that I'm excited to include, but that I never would have thought of from my life experience. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it. <laughs> um, obviously, I am a white lady, so it was um, really great to include voices that were not from fellow white ladies um, to just get other people's perspectives on, you know, how they feel about living here. And um, something that I remember seeing when I was working on my book proposal, there was one of the many like New York times articles where it was focused on something about New Jersey. And it was, this was a couple years ago. It was about our NJ gov Twitter account. And they kind of um, interviewed, you know, the people who, uh, put that together and run that and, you know, sort of talked about like why this quirky account was getting so much attention and why people liked it so much. And there was a comment that jumped out to me when I was looking at the comments online from someone saying like, I get why people like this, but this is a very like white take on New Jersey. And I hadn't thought about that because like the Instagram account, I would look at it and I understood all of the jokes and everything. And it was very much like my culture, but I, that was the first time I was like, Oh, there's people who like, don't identify with that culture, you know, like the stuff that I take for granted as being like, Oh, everybody from New Jersey thinks this or would get this joke or understands these references. Like, no, there's actually like, we're the most like diverse state in the country and there's a lot of different experiences here. And um, so that was definitely something that was important to me to make sure we got a lot of that in the book. And how did you go about tracking down everybody? I feel like at some point I just got an email, if I remember right. Yeah. So there were a couple social media outreach, but it was, I, I, I know my story, but how do you find everybody? Yeah. So it was a couple different ways. I, once I got, you know, the go ahead from Rutgers University Press, once we had our conversations and signed a contract and, you know, this was a real book that was going to get made. I, the first thing I did was have like an open call for submissions. So I, I put up a website, I had, you know, just people could send in stuff, send in pitches, images, descriptions of what they would want to do, and just kind of shared that around and tried to get that to go pretty far and wide to see what came in that way. So a good amount of stuff came in through that. But then I also, like, you know, I reached out to you and I reached out to a lot of other people who were in my head as just people who I thought like, oh, this person probably has something interesting to say. And, um, you know, just over the years from being, I'm a librarian by day and I obviously like read a lot and pay a lot of attention to books and things that are getting published online. So like over the years when I would read something really interesting, whether it was about New Jersey or not, if the person mentioned in the piece or in their bio that they had some kind of New Jersey connection, kind of file that away. And so when it came time to do this, like I had a list of people I wanted to reach out to. Um, and then there were also just people who knew other people. So it kind of snowballed like that. Like they were like, oh, you should check out my friend. And um, a couple pieces too was like, I had the topic in mind and I wanted to find the right person to make it. So then I had to kind of search around and find the right fit for some of those pieces too. And now since this is Jersey, I got to imagine when you do open submissions, you're not using everything. 
No. Are you, are you getting anything that's just real crackpot Jersey stuff? Like real stuff where you're like, oh, right. Jersey's also a land where there's some, there's some real psychos out there. Running around. And I say that as somebody who is, has been on pills for 20 years, anything that come in where you're like, oh, right. This is what happens when you tell all of the creative people in New Jersey open call. Yeah, I got over 200 submissions, so obviously couldn't take them all. Um, it actually, on the whole, was like very good, I would say. It was like pretty good stuff. There was a lot of cool stuff that I was like, oh, I like this, but it's just like too long, and I can't see a way to cut it down without sacrificing what makes it good, so we're just not going to take it. Um, or it was too similar to something else that I kind of already knew I was going to go with, so it was kind of a matter of whittling down. There was some stuff that... Not so much people who just seemed, you know, really out there, but people who just didn't really get what I was doing or, like, didn't understand the aesthetic. Or some people who were just, like, dunking on New Jersey, too. I was like, why do you think I want to publish this (laughs) in a book about New Jersey? That's, like, I wouldn't say it's overwhelmingly positive. Like, there's some complexity in there, too. But on the whole... Even my piece is not... yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's the premise room is kind of for... like my childhood here wasn't great, so why right. am I so <laughs> clamoring to replicate that for my son? Um, I love that that you get people making Jersey jokes at you in the book you later titled New Jersey Fan Club. Right, it's like uh, <laughs> maybe not the best fit. <laughs> That's infuriating. Yeah, that is. Uh, I would have to imagine as someone putting together a project, frustrating in that it's burning time. And as someone who loves New Jersey, must make you throw your hands up a little bit. Also, was that an Applegate Farms glass that you just drank out of? It was, yeah. I have two of those in my house. <laughs> Wait, but we... does yours have color on the glass? Yeah, it's red. Whoa. Yeah. I got I have two, but they're just etchings with no color. <laughs> mm. That's that sounds classy though. I'm gonna tell everybody right now though. <laughs> if you're like out here flexing your jersey muscle in an interview, here's one way to just like quietly send the psychological <laughs> flex. Just halfway through the interview, just subtly pick up an Applegate Farms themed glass and take a sip of your water. And uh, all your bona fides have been proven true. It's like, it's because you get the milkshakes and you get to keep the glass after the fancy milkshake, right? It belonged to my boyfriend. I have no idea how we got these, but. Really? Yeah. Because your current boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, like, if it if that was an ex, I'm glad you kept the applicant. <laughs> if it was, I definitely would have kept it. But no, he he lives here too. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. The way I have procured an Applegate Farms glass is you go and you get one of their fancy deluxe milkshakes that comes in a glass that you can. Oh keep. wow, that's fancy! And then fancy. you got yourself some sweet Applegate Farms. Is it like thirty dollars? <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not a total Montclair price, you know. Like it's it's up there, but it's not. It's it's not total Montclair chicanery. <laughs> now I, I I'm I leave it up to you to share how many of your personal details. I can say you've told me. Is it fair? Is it okay? We can edit it out. You live in Essex County. Yeah, that's fine. I do like that you do um, point out the Applegate Farms Montclair. Did you grow up in Essex County? No, I didn't. I've lived uh, so I lived in in Little Falls, New Jersey, as a kid. Um, so that's right next to. So I lived, too. yeah, I lived there until I was about twelve, and then my family moved down to Monmouth County, which is where I usually say I'm from, just because I lived there the longest, and that feels like the place that I really like. I don't know, moving there when you're twelve and like spending all of middle school and high school and like living there for most of my twenties, I feel like it was that shaped me more than than Passaic County did, but. But I still, I like that you had enough formative years in Little Falls that you can still confidently make comments about Montclair being up yeah. overpriced milkshake. 
Yeah. And then, so I live in Essex County now. And so it's been interesting the last couple of years as I've been dating my boyfriend who lived up here. And obviously I moved up here to join him, like just driving around and stuff being like, Oh, I remember this place from like when I was a kid. Like there's a lot of stuff that I just like haven't thought about in a long time. And now little falls I've noticed is interesting too, because in my experience growing up, you know, in West Orange, you cut through Cedar Grove and Little Falls on your way to the Willowbrook Mall. You go up, you know, Prospect Ave turns into Route 23, Pompton Ave. And I always felt like Little Falls was just like another New Jersey town. But now it's, I, I get the sense it's becoming like a food hub. Like there's some, yeah, I keep always seeing getting that. Written up there. How, yeah, what's your feelings on this? Was that your experience <laughs> uh, as a child? My experience as a child was I didn't eat anything. I was such a picky eater, so I wouldn't have cared even if there was like the best food in the world in town. I wouldn't have wanted it. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember any of that. Like, yeah. So he's showing up you. on every Peter, Peter Genovese <laughs> list there is now. You yeah, always, that's always, cool. Him and Jeremy Schneider always chatting, <laughs> always shouting out Little Falls. And now, oh, I also, we shall say again, just to prove the bona fides of this book, everybody, one of the jacket quotes. Is from the great Peter Genovese. Yeah, which, fellow uh, Rutgers University Press author. Fellow interviewee on New Jersey is the yeah. world. <laughs> and a, a very sweet guy who once came to Asbury Park and allowed us to do a fake medieval times in his honor as we knighted him, Sir Peter Genovese. That was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was real weird and dumb. <laughs> and I'm not sure how he felt about it. Um, but it must feel cool to get, that. that must feel like, as someone who has written books, I can tell you that, at least in my experience, one of the most uncomfortable, nerve-wracking parts for me is asking people to give you those quotes. Yeah. Like I always feel like, eh, if you want to, you can talk to me. <laughs> but to get one from Peter Genovese... Yeah, that was very lovely. I was very appreciative of that. You must feel... that That's, that's pretty cool if you're a nerd about New Jersey. Yeah, definitely. I met him years ago. I, I did the Munchmobile with him. So it was. You mentioned that we, we I yeah. forget it. I know you came to, uh, we got to chat a little bit at Four City Brewing in Orange. I think maybe you told me about this there. Probably, yeah. I was, sure so <laughs> I was so jealous. I was so jealous. It was fun. Yeah. Because it's not around anymore. And it, no. Remind me of the story. Because if I remember right, it wasn't like he was. He, it was sort of random, right? It wasn't like, oh, you're from Jersey Collective or something. It was a little more yeah, random. Yeah, no, it was that. random. Yeah, it was completely random. Um, I think it was one of the last times they did it. It was the Diner Challenge in 2015. And I had just started a new job and I had recently gotten out of a long relationship. And I was just kind of like in a sad period where I was like just signing up for random stuff, just like going to do things so that I could kind of like figure out what I wanted out of life again. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, saw I was like on NJ.com at work and saw this yeah. like, oh, sign up to come on this thing. And I was like, okay. And for some reason I got it. It's just like a random thing. So I had to like take off work <laughs> at my new job. I was like, can I not come in tomorrow? And like, didn't tell anyone why. And then I just went and did that. <laughs> and how many, it's, so it's Genevieve's drove the thing. He did. Yeah, he drove it. And then there was a and photographer, it, but I think he came at the second stop. So he wasn't there at first. Um, how many other people are on the Munchmobile when they win? There were, I mean, it's a van, so they can't fit like a ton of people in there. It was there a maybe, van like, and it did have a hot dog mounted on top of it. it right? Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. And it was just, it was like a random group of people. Like the other people, it was like a real estate agent and like just people who were just like off in the middle of the day. I'm like, what do these people do? It was really ah. strange. Oh, I love those moments in life when you're like, 
you just been through a breakup. You're feeling kind of emo. Next thing you know, yeah. you're in a van with Genevieve, <laughs> and a real estate guy. It was a good day. It made me feel better. <laughs> it is very fun. Like talking with talking about food with him is everything you want it to be. And I have to bet, yeah, being in that much mobile experience, um, going to diners with him. Although I don't know if you got this sense. The best diners list they just put out was one of the more divisive ones out of any other food lists. Oh, really? I haven't looked at it yet. I got the sense that our contributors and fans felt like uh, maybe maybe some of these choices were based on nostalgia for what these diners used to be. Anyway, we won't. We'll talk about that <laughs> some other time. We'll talk about that some other time. Um, I love talking to someone else who cares enough about this place to put this much energy into a project. <laughs> for the other people who love it. Um, it feels a little bit like I'm talking to, like when you watch Lord of the Rings and you go like, oh, like after Samwise carried the ring for a little while, all of a sudden Frodo and him could connect a little bit more because <laughs> they'd both been through something. Yeah, I feel a little bit like I'm talking with one of a small handful of other people where it's like, why do you stake so much of a claim on this place? But I get it. I feel like I'm here with a kindred spirit. <laughs> Are there plans for a follow-up? Are there future plans on how to approach this Jersey love? How do we unfold this? How does this become part of your quote-unquote brand moving forward to more quote-unquote content? Well, I don't have a plan right now for another book, um, but I do want to keep doing like weird events and, you know, just, I did kind of like a tour when it came out and have a couple other events coming up too. So I want to just keep doing like weird stuff and bringing people together and, and kind of using it as a way to do that. <laughs> but yeah, not any book plans just yet. We'll see maybe. And tell me about the tour. Cause I haven't been able to make it out to any of the events yet. Um, but I've been seeing you post some of them are at the places you would expect, like Barnes and Noble signing and whatnot. And I've done those too. And those can be very lovely. They can be a little awkward, but it sounds like yours went well from what I checked. But you're also, tell me about some of the businesses you're bringing it to. Because I, I, I see you doing stuff at places, like a place I haven't been yet, but that I is on my to-do list of places I want to check out, like Eastside Mags and Montclair. You're going to some of the places that are like the grassroots independent places as well. Yeah, for sure. So I only did one Barnes & Noble event. Um, I'd like to do more, but we just did the one so far. The rest of them were all at independent bookstores for the most part and comic stores like Eastside Mags, who've been really great. They've, he's been really supportive, the owner. Um, and I'm also doing one at like a store. It's um, like a gift store kind of and a photography studio called The Corner in Flemington. And I didn't announce it yet, but I'm really excited. I'm also doing a signing at one of my favorite ice cream places. <laughs> I like asked them if I could sit outside and sell books. And they said, yes. Which ice cream um, place? It's called APEM. It's in Bloomfield and they do really interesting flavors and they have like a different menu every weekend. So they're actually doing all New Jersey themed flavors for the weekend that I'm going to be out there. So it's perfect. <laughs> so did you find out they were doing a Jersey weekend and ask them to get in on it or have they built Jersey flavors to coincide with you doing a signing outside of their ice cream store? No, they already do that. I just remembered that they did it last year. So I emailed them and I was like, I remember you did this new Jersey weekend. Are you doing that again? And if so, like, 
can I come jump on that in some way? <laughs> and wait, I need to know what flavor. I imagine we're talking Taylor. They probably have their version. Of no, the they don't do any of that kind of thing. No? Okay. Um, Jersey corn, sweet corn ice cream. I think, yeah, there's definitely corn. Um, they do like really unique stuff, but they don't do any of the like weird, like they're, they're not into like, you know, the, the mac gimmicky. and cheese or that. Yeah. They're not gimmicky yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, probably like some blueberry stuff. And mm. he also mentioned the, the um, owner, one of the owners I was emailing with said that it's going to be a lot of stuff like celebrating New Jersey's diversity. So it's probably going to be kind of an interesting mix of stuff. But Do you have a date in mind or should people just follow Jersey Collective to find out when they can come to Bloomfield <laughs> and see you sitting at a table outside of an ice cream store? It it's won't be, be as weird as it sounds. Um, oh, it'll be as, gonna... <laughs> exactly as weird as it sounds. There's no way around that. I've done things like this. It's you <laughs> sitting outside an ice cream store selling books. I, I, people, I'm sure there's people right now going sign, sign me up. Yeah, no, and it'll be weird in a good way. But um, yeah, it's gonna be on Saturday, July 30th, from one to four. It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's like one of my favorite places. I, I was there last year, last summer. That was like one of my only hobbies was going there every week and like pre-ordering what I wanted so that I didn't they didn't run out and like tried like almost 40 flavors over the course of the summer. None of my clothes fit in that summer, but yeah, it's a good way it was to worth it. Yeah. My cholesterol is not great. But. It's really interesting to see what's happening in Bloomfield right now for those of us who are nerds about this stuff, because um, I know like when I was moving back, we were house shopping three or four years ago, moved two and a half years ago. And I remember my wife wanted to look in Maplewood and Montclair because she's not from New Jersey. But she had other friends from the city who had moved to Jersey. And she said, well, why don't we move near where my friends have been moving? And that's Maplewood and Montclair and right. a little bit South Orange by then. I said, we can look there, but I grew up in Essex County and you don't, these taxes, once you get a sense, and, and which proved correct, every house we looked at would be like, this house is amazing and we can just barely afford it. Maybe we should reach for it. <laughs> oh, wait, the taxes are $23,000 a year. And it would just feel like we can't I just yeah. add a second mortgage. Many people have this story, but I remember looking at a house in Montclair and the, and the, the realtor saying, Oh, you two are artists. Well, the next place you're going to want to look actually Bloomfield is the next place for the <laughs> artists. That's like the new artsy hub. And I said, really Bloomfield? Like I was always kind of a tough kid town growing up in Essex County. Those were always like some tougher kids, but it looks like it has become a little bit of a food destination and a little bit of a if you can't, if you don't want to spend the Montclair price, but you still want to be on the train line, Mont that Bloomfield has pulled it off. The realtors have pulled it off. Yeah, God yeah. I mean, it's, I I didn't grow up super. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't think about any of that stuff. So it's been interesting living here as an adult and hearing like people's perceptions of different areas. Because I'm like, oh, it seems like a nice place to me. Or you know, I just don't like. I don't have the same history with it. Yeah, it is strange to think about your book too. Of like. It's very nice that it's coming out this year because I have to imagine that whatever version of it would come out in five years or 10 years. I mean, Jersey, that's always going to be true, right? Jersey yeah. is a place where people come and go and move fast and it's connected to a lot of other fast place, pace places. But it feels like in particular right now, a lot of, a lot of people are moving here. A lot of prices are going up. A lot of neighborhoods are changing into things that they historically haven't been. And in five or 10 years, we're going to know the effects of that better and worse. And your book, I think, would be slightly different then. So it's also very cool to capture 
people's thoughts and opinions and experiences and freeze it as a moment in time. Yeah, that was, yeah, I wanted to do that, but I also wanted it to feel kind of evergreen too. Like I, I hope it's something that'll be, you know, I hope I walk into a bookstore in a couple of years and like they still have one. <laughs> That'd be nice to see. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of edited out a lot of pandemic references from the book. Yeah, I, I understood why it was like on the forefront of almost everyone's mind while they were working on their essays and stuff. But I was like, nope, we're going <laughs> to one or two. I let it stay because yeah. it, it made sense and it didn't feel like a pandemic essay. It just was relevant. So I let it stay. But for most, for the most part, I was like, no, we're going to strike all of these like pandemic references. Cause I don't Smart. want it to be the like New Jersey pandemic book. <laughs> it's a different book. Yeah. It's a different book. Are you familiar with Just Jersey in Morristown, New Jersey? Yeah, absolutely. That's they a great carry store. your book. They I would hope love so. your book. I, I don't know if they have it yet, but if you not, get I'll them have on to it. stop in there. Yeah. I've I become like, friends with them. Like that store. Oh, cool. That store, the general premise of that store is that they are a storefront that tries by and large to stock goods made by artists and artisans from Jersey. It's very cool. And yeah. they know me because every time we have a New Jersey is the world show and I have to give away a prize, I show up there like <laughs> that morning, like, Hey, what do you got? Here's our theme. And then they help me. pick. Oh, it nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're really nice. They used to have a store in Montclair too, for a little while. Um, so I remember oh, going in there a couple of times, but had no idea. Yeah. Had did, no not idea. for, not for too long. I think, yeah, the rent probably was too high. <laughs> Look at that. Another another classic Montclair is too expensive dig as you <laughs> sip from your Applegate Farms class. <laughs> the places, I like Applegate Farms a lot, but every time I go there and they tell me what the total is, I'm like, how did we just spend $12 on like two ice creams? It is. It, I, it's funny. I have so much nostalgia for that place growing up. And, yeah. Um, their Graham, the Graham Central Station, it's yeah. tough, it, but it's also a microcosm of everything I feel about Montclair which is like, it's probably my favorite ice cream flavor I've ever had. It's undeniably good. But why'd you name it after a, a famous location in New York City? <laughs> like, why That's does Montclair always yeah. have to remind you that it's connected to New York? Why does Montclair <laughs> always have to claim that they are somehow this New York satellite? And I feel like, just call it Graham Cracker, but you, you can't do that. That's a very Montclair thing to go, let's Graham Central Station. Why? What's that have to do with anything? It's really funny. It's really, really good, really, really expensive, and a little obsessed with being more New York than New Jersey, <laughs> if you ask me. Anyway, um, are there any are there any things that you wanted to get into the book, whether it's individual pieces or viewpoints that maybe set some parameters about opinions in this place that hit the cutting room floor that you're bummed about? Like what's the stuff that's like the special edition? If I had three or four more pages, here's what would get back in there. Yeah. Um, there were a bunch of essays that I loved, but were just, you know, Oh, it's like a little too similar to this other one. Like there was a, definitely that happened a couple times because um, I only had 50 I think it was 50,000 words and about um, 100 color no 50 color and 50 black and white images to work with so um, obviously a lot couldn't go in so yeah there were some essays that I liked a lot that I couldn't take just because they were too long somebody submitted a really cool comic that was like Sopranos themed but it was again like very long 
it was like I think like twenty pages or something. And I so was like trying to get you to publish their comic. They were a very established person. Like I really? forget their name, but yeah, it was someone who was like pretty legit. But it was just that they could just put that out as like a zine or something. Right, like it was right. like too long. Um, but yeah, no, there wasn't anything like I tried to kind of hit different notes. Like, but it was it came to that, down to it where it's like I can't have like two you know, Taylor Ham pork roll things. It's like, I had to kind of pick and choose just because if I wanted to cram as much stuff in here as I wanted to, it, it came out like that. Was there another sea level comedian writing about parenting in New Jersey <laughs> and you had to tell them, sorry, we already got gathered to fill that sea level comedian slot. Uh, I wish I could say yes, but no. Oh, I, would <laughs> I would love it. If somebody else who had a very similar career pitched a very similar thing. Um, I felt very flattered to be asked. I felt very honored to be included. It meant a lot. Oh, thank you. I mean, I was so excited you said yes. It seemed to me like such an obvious like person I had to try and get was like, you're obviously a big New Jersey person. And I think it was like right before you announced you were doing um, New Jersey as the world, I think. We yeah. had our initial conversations. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think that was in the phase. We spent like a year kind of recording stuff and getting our ducks in a row. And figuring out what it was going to be before we released any of it. And it was in yeah. that stretch where I was like, this feels meant to be. But it That's felt cool. cool to be included. Yeah, yeah, no, I was so really happy. Because I, I, one of my friends had given me your second book. And I didn't really know much about you at the time. And I read it and I really liked it. And I actually like listened to the audiobook too. Because I oh, like when thanks. people read their own audiobooks. And I remembered your like weird New Jersey chapter in there. And so that's what made me think you would, you know, would be a good All fit. Right. So it worked out great. <laughs> Who, uh, and I'm not, I'm glad to just be included. Who's, are there people in here where you go, this was a reach and I'm so psyched that it came together? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the people in here are like really established, um, you know, writers and artists and stuff, like people who are very on a different level from me <laughs> with multiple books. Um, I was really excited to get, um, I don't want to like name drop a ton of people because I was excited to get everybody, honestly. like, of And of course, was- the idea here is that you don't want to leave anybody out. But speaking on behalf of someone who is in this book. I can say for there are a bunch of us whose names won't be named and that's okay. And if you could name all of us, you would, but that being said. Yeah. I mean, I was really excited when, um, Brandon Stosi emailed me back. He is, um, he runs something called the creative independent, which is published by Kickstarter where they interview different people and they're, they're really great interviews, like different creators. And, um, you know, he's got several books out and is like a music manager too. But so he did the interview with Weird New Jersey, which, because he does interviews, I thought he would be a good fit. And he's from South Jersey and like grew up in like the punk scene and, and with zines and stuff. So they had a really great conversation. Um, I was also excited some of the interviews that are in the book and some of the people who were interviewed for some of the pieces, like um, the first essay after my introduction, uh, Matthew Taub, the journalist who did that one, he uh, knows Jack Antonoff. So he interviewed Jack Antonoff for that, which was really exciting. Yeah, (laughs) that was great. I'm still trying to figure out how to get him a copy of the book without being like real weird, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I do know there's a bunch of old Jersey punks who listen to this show. And, and it's funny, like, uh, because I came up in the punk scene too, a lot of people just assume I know Jack Antonoff. And I don't think that we've ever met. 
Um, but maybe one of those old punks will hear this and say, I can help you out with that. But if you're just some scumbag punk trying to scam a free copy of the book, don't do it. Do the right thing. Pony up the cash. Make Carrie look good with Rutgers University Press so that we can get more output of this. Uh, did you ever... Rutgers University Press, I own a sad amount of their books. I mean, I went to Rutgers, but also being a Jersey obsessive. But I, this puts you in a lineage with like... Did you ever read those old yeah. like Henry Charlton Beck books? <laughs> yeah, I've books? read a lot of the the older ones for sure. Um, Michael Aaron Rockland's books I like a lot. I took a bunch of classes from him yeah. when I was at Rutgers. Oh, Look. cool. He's interviewed in in the same piece with Jack Antonoff too. But yeah, his his books I liked, and um, obviously Pete Genovese's books. And they've just done they've done so many. Thanks. I'm looking at my like extended reading thing, but I don't think I put a ton of their books in here because I felt like that was cheating a little bit. Um, but yeah, they've they've have such a. It was very exciting, especially as like a librarian and a book person, like to you know be very tuned into that stuff. Like it it was very exciting when they when they wanted to publish it to be a part of one you know on their list is really great. And when you're because they're when you're a librarian, are you? Uh, I know that you know people go to school for library science. You yeah, have a master's take, degree. Yeah, that can take on many forms. You know, you could be a research librarian. You could be uh, there's 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 more types of librarians than pe maybe people who don't think about library <laughs> science understand. Are you a librarian in like an active lending library? Yeah, I work for a public library. And is your book now on the shelves of your library? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think it's checked out at the moment, but yeah, do we you, have a copy. <laughs> do you check when it's checked out? Do you uh, do you peek in the computer to see if it's been checked out? I have. Yeah, I would times. every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'll I'll stop being so obsessed with it at some point. But yeah, it, it, I do look on not just my library, but other library systems catalogs too to see if they're checked out oh, you can, they're on network you can check out no, well i can't see it like from a back end but like anybody can go on any public library's website and look on their catalog so oh so I you're think. just going to random town public <laughs> libraries to see if your book's been taken off the shelf yeah well i don't go to the library i just look on their website no, that's what i mean like you'll just be like let me see if it's been taken out of this library. Yeah, yeah. The thing about when you finish a project like this is you suddenly have like a lot more free time than you had a couple months ago. It's true. So. <laughs> it's true. I remember when I wrote because uh, I did Weird New Jersey, helped them co-write that and Weird US, and then I wrote Weird New York, and that was my first book. And I remember when it came out. It's like I think as a guy, that's like the closest to like a postpartum depression. I was like, oh, wait, now it's like a thing that everybody has. And it's not just me like tinkering yeah. like a weird mad scientist to get it done. Yeah, it's so weird. weird. I read a lot of books. There's one book called Before and After the Book Deal by Courtney Mum that's just like advice for writers and stuff. And there was something in there that was just like, have a therapist, like you're going to be depressed. And I was like, this seems like a weird, like, really I don't true. know if I believe that. But then like, it is true. Like, toward the tail end of things or like you just it's like a big come down from something that you built up in your head to be this like big thing and you've been focused on it a lot and then when it's over you're kind of like oh now I'm just a person again <laughs> yeah I freaked out and started taking martial arts classes to fill the time that's cool maybe I'll do that I would love that if you just became an <laughs> ass kicker just an ass kicker um and I I didn't even ask is this your first book yes it's awesome what a cool one Comes yeah, it was out of the exciting. Gateway. Yeah, I was really happy. Was this the particular passion project, or do you, are you are the gears turning on how to do other books? 
Yeah, I mean, this was something that came in my head in like maybe 2017, 2016, I first started thinking about it and it just didn't let go of me. So I was like, I guess I have to actually do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have a couple other ideas. I'm just not sure if they're going to be books yet. Like I don't, you know, don't know what form the idea is going to take, what it wants to be. So we'll see. Well, I can speak on behalf of everybody who's gotten their hands on your book. Cause you said, you know, first sent me like the PDF galley copy as a contributor. Now I own my own copy and it's great. And the cover looks cool and the colors pop and it'll look cool on your coffee table, which is an important thing. Oh yeah, and definitely. I was thinking about that. Again, I want to say, um, if you're listening to the show, much love, much appreciation. I promise you, like this is truly kindred spirit it's just pure celebration exploration examination of new jersey in a way that we're lucky that it's out there so go pick it up are there any ways uh one thing that sometimes i used to like when people would ask me as an author are there ways that benefit you better if people buy it versus you know i think that i can speak for i don't want to put words in your mouth but i'm sitting here going you could hit up Amazon or you could maybe take a drive to East Side Mags or one of the, is there a directory of local businesses out there carrying it or? I should put probably them? put something like that together. But um, if you go on, on my website, there's uh, a page for the book with all the, the links and the bookshop link is good. That one I get a little kickback from, and it also benefits independent stores. Love a it. lot of the stores where I had events like have copies in store and some of them are signed too. Like we signed some of them before we left. So that's another good way to get it. So basically hit up your website, check that touring schedule. If you've been through town, there's probably a signed copy. And if not, use the bookshop link, get the kickback. Everybody loves <laughs> Listen, if we're trying to really capture Jersey, it's let's get in on the kickbacks. Can you help carry out a little yeah. bit? Kickbacks. <laughs> I appreciate kickbacks. it. <laughs> the most, the most Jersey, uh, the most Jersey activity of all a good kickback. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for including me. Thanks for talking to me. And thanks for making me feel more sane as, as far as being another person who sees the value and trying to not just shout to the hills about this place, but tries to bring together a lot of people from different walks of life to give them that platform. I feel very similar in that sense as well. So thank you for what you do and kudos on the book. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the World.